super excited to be here um, and excited to be here on this specific week because last weekend Serena taught, two weekends before Kristen taught, and now I'm up here. That means three weeks of ladies being on the stage teaching hashtag girl power. So awesome. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we'll get some guys up here. Maybe Adam or Justin will get up here sometime. Or maybe we'll just keep the girls teaching. I don't know. <laughs> All right. In your breakout groups, you guys talked about some of your fears. Raise your hand if you have a fear of something. It can be anything. Awesome. I have a fear of stuff. I have lots of fears. Um, we're going to talk about a few fears that are very, very unique. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to say a phobia. And I want you guys to try to guess what it is. All right, you ready for this? The first one. Are you listening? Electoriophobia. Electoriophobia. It is a fear, yes, of chickens. Anyone, anyone struggle with this fear, fear chickens? I would if that chicken was coming at me like that. That thing's pretty scary. All right, next one. Scolinophobia. Were you here last service? <laughs> All right, the fear of school, yes. School is a pretty scary place. Papers, pencils, they're real scary. All right, next one. If you know this, don't shout it out. If you're your last service or your last night, don't shout it out. All right, paleidophobia. Spiders? Anyone else? Anyone else? This one is very unique because it applies to JHM perfectly. It is a fear of bald people. None of us are scared of Justin. We love him. He's the best. All right. Ice. Okay, next one, next one. Isotrophobia. Being isolated, fear of ice. It is, it is the fear of seeing oneself in a mirror. This cat clearly struggles with it. Huge fear. All right, last one, one that I am, actually it's a phobia of myself, um, one that I have, is claustrophobia. What is that? The fear of small spaces. If I was that guy in that box, I would be panicking. I don't like small spaces. I would be freaking out, I'd be sweating a little bit, I would be, I would be just panicked. I don't like being in small spaces because I feel trapped. I feel like I have no control, I feel like I can't get out, I do not like small spaces. Um, last weekend, a bunch of the Mariners uh, student ministry staff went away on a retreat and we were going to our hotel rooms and we were all in an elevator. And I'm like, oh, we can get more people in here, we can get more people in here. And I'm like, no, we can't. There's no more room. But he kept, like, shoving people in. I'm like, this is super scary. I'm, like, in the back corner. So I'm, like, against all these walls. And there's all these people coming in. There's probably, like, 15 people in the elevator. And Adam's like, Adam's like oh, we're good. There, there's actually extra room. I'm like, no, there's not. No, there's what? Because I'm getting claustrophobic. I start panicking. I feel trapped. I feel like I have no control over the situation. It was not a good few seconds. We were only in there for, like, three floors. I think we were, like, on the third floor or something. But I started panicking. Um, so today we're going to talk about things that we feel trapped in, things that control us, and how to gain freedom from those things. So I want you to open up your Bibles. We are going to the book of John. Open up your Bibles to the book of John. John is not in the Old Testament, but it's in the New Testament. Perfect. It is on page 8. 68, if you are in 
the Blue Bibles, 868. And go ahead and say, got it when you got it. Awesome. All right, so we're going to start in chapter or verse 31, chapter 8, verse 31. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but belongs to it, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Uh, the reason I really like this passage is because they say we have never been slaves before. And I can relate to that. All of us can relate to that. We've never been slaves before. If you think about a slave, they are someone that has been taken out of their family and they are now servants. They have to um, obey this family that they are now slaves to. Um, a lot of times slaves are not treated well. They're treated with harm when they don't obey. Um, a lot of times they're in shackles. They are seen as very low and like they have no control over their lives. So slaves, um, like this passage is saying, is that, is that if, you're a, if you are a slave, you are a, sin to this, a slave to sin. So we're going to talk about sin. What is sin? Sin is the act of doing something wrong. Sin is the act of doing something wrong. So in this passage, it says we have two masters. The first master is sin. Perfect. So smart. So go ahead. If you're taking notes, write that down. The first master is sin. So it says, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Question, who sins? Everyone. So who is a slave to sin? Yikes, yes, we are all slaves to sin. Um, and a lot of time when we, when we are in sin, we're in this battle of right from wrong. So sin is something that's wrong. And when, we, when we're in that situation, we're going to be tempted by sin. We're, we're kind of in this battle. Should, should I choose this thing that's wrong or should I choose this thing that's right? One of my favorite movies, um, I'm going to show a clip of it in a second, is there's this guy and he traps the, the king of this uh, country. And he has this king in a bag and he throws him into a river because his, uh, I guess you can say, his like leader said to, to kill this king. And so he throws him in a river, this king's in a bag, and these, he's, this guy is in a place where he's trying to figure out right from wrong. So go ahead and... Look your attentions to the screen. My shoulder angel. Don't listen to that guy. He's trying to lead you down the path of righteousness. I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. I'll come off it. You come off it. You. 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 You infinity. Listen up, big guy. I got three good reasons why you should just walk away. Number one, look at that guy. He's got that sissy stringy music thing. We've been through this. It's a harp, and you know it. All right. That's a harp, and that's a dress. Rome. Reason number two, look what I can do. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with me? No, no. He's got a point. Listen, you guys. You're sort of confusing me, so, uh, be gone. Uh, or, uh, you know. However, I get rid of you guys. All right, I love that because that's one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it. It's called Emperor's New Groove. 
completely underrated, but it's such a good movie. You guys should definitely watch it. So the main character, Kronk, uh, he's trying to decide. He knows that throwing this guy in the river, that killing this king, is a wrong thing to do. But he's trying to figure out, should I do this? Should I obey my master? Or should I um, do the right thing and save this king? So a lot of times we, we do, we struggle with that. We struggle between doing right and wrong. Why do we struggle with that? We have this thing over here that's a sin. And a lot of times we want to do this thing is because we want to be in control. We say to ourselves, this is my life. I want to do what I want. I want to be in control. So I'm going to do this thing even though I know it's wrong. And we do it because there's satisfaction from it. Um, we, we feel um, that we're in control. We feel that we can do this thing because we want to be satisfied. So we keep doing these things. Um, something, something that I struggle with, and I know a lot of you guys probably struggle with too, is gossip. We, why do we gossip? We gossip because we want to make ourselves feel better. We put someone else down because we want to feel better about ourselves. That's not okay. Um, and a lot of times we, we fall into that sin. Or sometimes maybe we fall into the sin of um, looking at inappropriate things on the internet or, or Snapchatting inappropriate things to our friends. And, and we keep doing these things because we want the control. We want the satisfaction from that thing. But before you know it, this, this sin that you are, you are in, it becomes so controlling that's a habit. You start doing it without even thinking about it. And it becomes a habit, and it starts to overtake you. And before you know it, you are enslaved to this sin. And you can't get out of it. You're trapped in this sin. Just like when um, I, feel, I feel claustrophobic, I am trapped in that box, or I am trapped in that small space, and I feel like I have no control. So 2 Peter, this verse actually is from 2 Peter. It says, people who are slaves to whatever, people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. So if you think of a slave, they, they have to answer to their masters. And when, when we're enslaved to sin, we have to answer that sin. We cannot help but not do that sin. We are enslaved to that sin that has overtaken us. So maybe, maybe for you it's um, looking at inappropriate things. Maybe for you it's gossiping. Maybe for you it's jealousy. Maybe it's disrespecting your parents. Uh, maybe it's being selfish. Maybe it's bullying, uh, putting other people down, and purposely hurting other people. There's a lot of things that we struggle with. And, and we, again, we do these things because we want control. We want satisfaction. But in the grand scheme of it, if it becomes a habit, if we cannot not do it, then we literally, we actually have no control. So we want control, so we do the sin. But in reality, we have no control because we have to answer to this sin. So a few weeks ago at Easter, if you guys went to main service, um, there was a lot of people that shared their stories on cardboard testimonies. And they're really cool stories about people in our church and real life situations that have happened. Uh, one of our staff members, Robbie, was up there and he shared part of his story. And he's actually going to share a little bit more of it right now. So go ahead and give Robbie a huge round of applause. What's up, guys? Thank you. Thank you. Right on. All right, Robbie, um, do you kind of want to explain to us a little bit more about your story, how you were trapped in sin? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, at the end, um, my biggest two struggles was uh, drugs and alcohol. Uh, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and um, I was enslaved to it. I, I had to do it to, to try to feel good or better, uh, but I was entrapped in it. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't escape it. I had to uh, do that to try to fulfill uh, the satisfaction that I was longing for, but I never was left feeling satisfied. So just this vicious cycle of repeating it and never feeling satisfied. 
Um, did this start just you just not being able to control it, or did it start kind of like a little bit more surfacey? Can you explain mm -hmm. how that started? Uh, I think I think it started uh, when I was probably like your guys' age. Um, being being a boy, uh, getting into trouble, trying to hang out with the uh, the right kids or the wrong kids, uh, trying to fit into the group, um, you know, lighting fireworks, being crazy, uh, chasing girls. Um, so I was I was trying to, I was longing for a satisfaction. I was longing for a fulfillment, uh, and that eventually led to drugs and alcohol because I didn't find it in those previous things, um, and I never found it in drugs and alcohol either. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, He'll course. be back up here to share more, but give me a huge Thanks, round of applause. Thank you so much, Robbie. <laughs> All right, so who is the first master? Yes, sin. Yes. All right, so if sin is a master, on the flip end, on the other side, Jesus is also a master. So if you look back, if you still have your Bibles open, it says, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But sin has no permanent, but slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever, forever. Here's the awesome part. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And this is such a cool thing because Jesus sets us free. It says, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And what that means is that you will be free from being enslaved to that sin. That sin that has control over you, that sin that you're trapped in, the sin that you cannot say no, that you can't say no to. You no longer have to be enslaved to that sin because Jesus sets you free. Ephesians says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. That is such a beautiful thing because sin can such a, have such a tight hold on us. And it's so hard for us to say no to sin sometimes. But through Jesus, we can be saved. So we have this thing over here, this sin that's super attractive, that is satisfying. Why in the world would I want to say no to this sin that makes me feel good, that I am popular by, that, that people like me for, in order to say yes to Jesus? Here's why. When you do a sin, um, there, there is reward from it. But that reward is temporary. Sometimes that reward lasts for a few seconds. Sometimes it lasts for a few weeks. Sometimes it lasts for years. And sometimes it lasts for a lifetime. But eventually that reward, feeling good from doing that thing, that sin, will fade. And, and guilt starts to flood in. I'm sure you guys have all been there where, where you do this thing, you know what's wrong. You do it because you want to you wanna be accepted. But all of a sudden this guilt floods in because you know what you did is wrong. So, so the reward from sin is temporary. Again, it's like me being trapped and being claustrophobic. There's no way of getting out of there and being stuck in this sin. I can't find reward from it, any eternal reward. Romans 6 says, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but you are under grace. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And here's the beautiful thing. We've been talking about this concept of reset and what it means to reset things in our lives. Jesus is the ultimate reset. He wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to give you a do-over. Jesus wants to reset your life. And, it's the only, and Jesus is the only way that we will find that reset. It is only through him that we can be free from sin. You can be free from guilt. You can be free from being in, in bondage to the sin. You can, you can be free from saying yes and being controlled by this sin. 
And so, so going back to the reward of sin, the reward of sin is temporary, but the reward of saying yes to Jesus, there's reward here on earth, but there's also eternal reward. And that reward is living in eternity with Jesus for forever. So we have these two things. We have sin, we have Jesus, and we have to decide between them both. The Bible says that we cannot serve two masters. So you cannot say yes to sin and you cannot say yes to Jesus at the same time. You have to choose one. So what are you going to say yes to? Are you going to say yes to the sin or are you going to say yes to Jesus? So through Christ, we are no longer trapped, but we have freedom. I'm going to invite Robbie back up because his stories are not over. Um, he was not in bondage to this, to this addiction for forever. So go ahead and welcome him back up. Give him a huge round of applause one more time. Thanks, guys. All right, so Robbie, you were, you were enslaved to these addictions. Can you tell us how you found freedom from them? Yeah, um, so I was, I was sick of, of feeling that I had to, I was living to the next time I could drink, the next time I could do drugs, and never feeling satisfied. It was just a cycle that was eating me alive. Uh, I never felt like I was full. Um, and so uh, it was a cool story. Um, it had been on my mind that I just was like longing for something more. Uh, and it was Easter. Uh, Easter weekend, and I was uh, at Easter brunch with my family, um, and the server came by and uh, poured a couple adult beverages for uh, my family and I, and uh, I just had this feeling inside, and I looked at my family, and I told them, I lifted up my glass, and I said, I'm going to take one sip of this, al uh, this drink, and it's the last sip of alcohol I'm ever going to have, um, and I, I had just felt that Jesus had done so much for me, died on the cross for my sins, uh, and I can do this little thing for him. Uh, and I've been sober for two years, and I will yeah. never go back. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. Through him, I'm free. That's such a cool story. Thanks so much, Robbie, for sharing. Of course. Thank yeah. you. Give him a huge round of applause, guy. That's an awesome story. So, so there may be this sin running through your mind right now, um, and you may be thinking, there's no possible way that I can break away from the habit of doing this sin. Robbie's story is a complete testament to that. He was able, through the strength of God, to break away from this addiction, to say no to sin, and saying yes to Jesus. So maybe that sin's running through your mind right now. Maybe that thing that you're struggling with is running through your mind. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I don't really have anything that's really, that I feel enslaved to, that I feel in bondage to. Um, but, but we as Christians will go along in life and Satan will attack us and he will try to make these sins so appealing and try to get us, um, enslaved to these sins. So this is why I'm telling you this, because maybe you're in a place where right now you feel in bondage, but maybe in the future you're going to feel in bondage to your sin. Maybe you're feeling enslaved to your sin. But again, through Jesus, you have freedom. You don't have to say yes to these sins and you can say yes to Jesus. So this is all a great idea, but, but how do we go about saying yes to Jesus and saying no to sin? Up here on the screen, there are three steps that we can take in order to say yes to Jesus. The first one is to realize. Realize the sin that you have right now, the sin that you're enslaved to, the sin that you feel trapped by. Realize what it is. Try to pinpoint exactly what that thing is. And next, this is the best part, is that you get to release it. You have to say, God, take this sin away from me. I don't want to be enslaved to it anymore. I don't want to say yes to it, but I want to say yes to you, Father. Say yes to Jesus. Release that sin to him. And then 
the last thing is that we get to rebuild our lives. So, so when we have this life that is trapped and we're in habit to this sin, we have to do a lot of rebuilding because our lives are going to be completely different now. So we say, God, take this away from me. And in that, he will give you strength. Rely on God for strength because temptations from the sin are going to come up again. And he will give you strength. In those hard times, in those times of weakness, he will give you the strength to overcome that sin. So the first one is God. We also have leaders in this room. We love you guys so much. And we are here because we want to see you guys grow. We want to see you succeed. We want to see your relationships with Jesus become these beautiful things. And we are here for you. So, so if you want to talk to one of us leaders, please come to us. We want to talk to you. And here's the best part. If you are, if God's tugging at your heart right now and you just feel like, yeah, I need to get rid of this sin, um, we actually have cards in the back. There's one table on this side and then one table over here. And there's cards. Um, I'm going to actually throw up the card on the screen right now. And the card says, I am no longer bound to blank. And in that blank, you get to write down the sin that you are enslaved to, that you have felt trapped by. And as soon as you write that down, you're releasing it. You're saying, God, take this sin away. This is a form of prayer of you talking to Jesus, asking him to take this sin away. And it says, through Jesus, I am free. So we're going to go in response time right now. And those cards are in the back for you. If you feel like, yeah, I just need to get this off my chest. I need to get this out of my life. Feel free to write one of those, write your sin on one of those cards and hold on to it. Put it in a place, maybe in your Bible, where you can just, will be a reminder to you um, of the thing that you've given up. We also have uh, leaders in the back that want to pray with you guys. So if this is something that you just want to talk about with someone, the leaders, we are more than welcome to talk to you guys about it. And I don't want you guys to feel weird about it. I want you guys to feel that this is a safe place. We will not think any less of you. In fact, we'll actually be proud of you because you are saying yes to Jesus. You're taking this huge step. You're being bold. And we also have worship. So if you guys want to just chill in your seats and worship, that's totally fine too. All right, so the cards are in the back and worship is going to happen right now. So this is your time to respond. Fortune lies beyond the stars, those dazzling heights too vast to climb. I got so high to fall so far, but I found heaven is love swept low. My heart beating, my soul breathing, I found my life when I laid it down. Touch the sky. 
of being open to what God wants to tell you right now. So Father, thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you for, um, thank you for freeing us from our sins. Thank you for, for giving us freedom and for giving us eternal life with you. I pray that you'll bless these students, these students that said no to sin and yes to you, Jesus. I pray that you'll bless them. Give them strength in those times of weakness. Give them a hope um, and just bless them for this decision that they have made. I pray you'll be with them and the rest of this week and the rest of this day. We love you so much, Jesus. In your name, amen. All right, guys, have an awesome week. Thanks for being here.